All right, it's Edward at BGGCon. It's Saturday afternoon. Happy to be joined with Mark Swanson, designer and publisher, right? That's of right. Feudum, currently on Kickstarter. I know this is quite the buzz out there right now, so thanks for coming. My pleasure. So, Feudum, where did it come from? How, how did that come to be? Wow, well, I've played board games all my life. Uh, I started playing Euros probably in the late 2000s. Uh, and, you know, after playing as many games as I have, it, it's inevitable that you start to wonder, well, what game would I invent? <laughs> and so I'd, I'd been toying with the idea of, uh, I like any game with an economic uh, theme to it. So I thought, what if I had some sort of cyclical economy, an economic ecosystem of some sort, a uh, progressive economic cycle where, you know, these archetypal medieval characters would push uh, goods from one guild to the next. And... Um, and anytime you have any kind of symbiotic relationship, some sort of collaborative element of a game, you run into people that like to thwart that. So I had to figure out a mechanism to, to force people to interact with each other, which okay. is a challenge. Uh, sometimes people like to sit on their resources and not, not cooperate. So uh, I had to figure out a way to stimulate interaction in a way that was still kind of competitive and less collaborative. Because, you know, when I think of pandemic or I don't know there was a game about little gnomes on a submarine called uh, Red November. Red November. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know those are fun to play but you know there are a fair number of people that are competitive and want to win you know believe it or not even when they're playing Euros. Present company uh, <laughs> right. Yep 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 yep. And so that was the goal to create some competition but also collaboration. All right so on that note though why design games? Why, why does Mark, why do you design games? Because uh, I'll be honest, a lot of people, they say that every, every gamer out there has a design rolling around in their head. Sure. And both Amanda and I have zero interest sure, in designing sure. the game. So what made you well, want to design a game? I, I'm, I'm intuitively creative. Okay. I, I, uh, I, I love art. Uh, I love writing. Uh, I teach advertising uh, at a local university in Missouri, uh, the School of Journalism. Uh, and creating a game uh, uh, scratches an itch for me. Um, I've had the opportunity over the years to create uh, advertising and, and television commercials uh, where after you finish the product, you get to witness how people react to it. You know, when someone sees the painting you've painted or watches the, the, uh, the short film that you've made, uh, there's a certain joy that you get from seeing another person moved. And so when I, when I see playtesters play my game and afterwards they tell me, let's play again, man, that feels good. I can, I can imagine that does. It's, it's similar in the podcasting world when we hear from people that uh, enjoy our show. I get that. So you talked about art design. It ha Feudum has a very distinctive art style. Did that come from you, or did that come from your the artist, or did was it a collaborative? Sure. Well, it, it started out with uh, me knowing that uh, art was critical to the success of any game. Um, it's what initially moves people, compels them arrests them, stops them in their track. And so I was, believe it or not, at a local ice cream shop called Sparky's in, in Columbia, Missouri. And I walked in and I was glancing around at some of the posters uh, for uh, regional bands that played at the local 
Blue Note, they call it. Uh, and I was uh, drawn to this one fella's artwork uh, that used a kind of an etching style to it. And I thought it was amazing. And I thought, I got to find this guy. There was, he didn't sign the poster. Um, I just knew the name of the band. And so I went online and I, I tried to find it. It took me a while, but eventually I did. And so I sent him an email. I said, you don't know me, but I'm some guy with a dream. Uh, would you be interested in working on a game with me? And to my surprise, he emailed me back saying, I would love to do that. Nice. Yeah. And so it just, just like that. Yeah, that's right. And so I'm, I'm, you know, an artist myself. I like to paint and draw, but I don't have the same illustration abilities that Justin has. So what I did is I would sketch out in, in fair amount of detail um, how the board would be laid out. And um, he took that vision and just made it better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Describe Feudum, though, as far as if somebody hasn't checked out the Kickstarter or your elevator pitch, what would you tell them? What is Feudum? Sure. Well, I mean, starting with the theme, you know, you've been banished for uh, crimes you didn't commit, of course, and you are thrust into a strange land where you have to reinvent yourself and reclaim your honor. And so you try to score the most veneration points over five epochs, and you do that by uh, seizing control of the local guilds and by eking out your medieval existence in a number of ways. The, it's an open world game, meaning that you can play a number of characters. You have three pawns that are within your control. You can play one, you can play all three, and you migrate them onto the board and you decide, do I want to farm? Do I want to tax towns? Do I want to take outposts in effort to rise in power? There's so many different paths to victory. Do I want to spread out uh, over the map? There's a, there's a map in the middle of the board, and then there are guilds that flank the board. So there's really two games going on at once. Uh, there's area control at, happening in the middle. Uh, there's um, kind of a, uh, I, wanna, I don't want to call it worker placement, because it's worker placement with consequences, essentially. You know, you get to, you get to go into the guilds, but then you, you you can rule the guilds and you play your dutiful role in this economic ecosystem where you're pushing goods to the next guild and in return you get rewarded. But when you do that, you're also benefiting the, the guild master uh, to your right. Uh, every guild has a guild master, a journeyman, and an apprentice, and uh, you get different points associated with, with being any of those roles. You score at the dawn, at, you score immediate points sometimes. Sometimes you score points at the dawn of every epic, and of course there's always... End game scoring, right, right, right. So is there anything that you could compare it to or that if, okay, take me for instance. All right, so is there anything in the realm? Because you actually, we met each other while I was playing Demacher. Right. Obviously a completely different game. Yeah, but I, is uh, weight-wise and anything to compare it to? Sure, sure. I like that game, by the way, Demacher. It's a good <laughs> Fantastic, one. yes. Uh, well... Weight-wise, I mean, you know, people, I'll tell you what people have been comparing it to that have played it. They've been comparing it to the Gallerist or uh, Madeira. Um, uh, Tricarian, Jamie Steigmeier played it at Geekway with me, and uh, he compared it to Tricarian in depth and, and aesthetics. Cool. Uh, and, but in terms of mechanics, um, it features action programming. You know, you have 11 action cards. You choose four per round. Um, and five if you, if you use a particular resource that gives you uh, an extra, extra action. Uh, 
action programming games. A Maharaja is, is one where you have four, four actions per turn. Uh, Shogun, formerly Wallenstein, had right. a number yeah. of actions uh, that you, you play, that you programmed ahead of time. Uh, thinking way back when, there's a game called Java. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that had, you had six actions per turn, and right. there was a little bit of AP there, but what, what's, what's neat about this game is uh, everyone selects simultaneously selects their actions, and then you play your, your cards in turn order one by one. So there's always kind of something going on. You have to wait for someone to play all four of their actions per turn. So turns are pretty quick. That's right. That's cool. right. Well, there's always that AP player, sure. you know. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Are you one of those? No, no but okay. we have some in our group. <laughs> no, I'll do it once in a while. Don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody tanks once in a blue moon. Right. But no, we, we do. Have, I mean, who doesn't have that one guy in their group, right? That's who, right. Guy or girl that just takes... I have Longer to, than it should. I have to admit, I've been accused of being that player. Too. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better, though. All right. Hey, first step one, admit there's a problem, <laughs> right? Um, so this is your first design, right? That's how right. long it, How long have you been working on Feudum? Five years. That's all? Five years. I mean, not, not nonstop. You sure, know? I mean, sure. I mean, i got yeah. other responsibilities. Right, so right, I'm, right. I'm right. a dad of, of three daughters, so, you know. My my uh, in my credits section, I, I thank my daughters uh, Elizabeth, Rosalind, and Penelope for letting their dad disappear into the basement to work on his game. Nice. So you said you're a gamer. What other games do you enjoy playing oh, when you're not working on Feudum or the Kickstarter, but just as a gamer? Uh, I mean, early on, I cut my teeth on uh, you know the Leah bookshelf games. You know, uh, everything Puerto Rico, which is a classic. Taj Mahal, uh, really kind of lighter weight euros early on. Uh, okay. Once I kind of um, got those um, under my belt, uh, I started to enjoy the heavier ones. These, these would be would I'd consider like medium heavy, uh, okay. not even quite heavy, but stuff like Kalis, you know, it was kind of like, ooh, that's a brain burner. Um, and then later on, eventually, uh, or Laharv, uh, then, then came... Um, Dominant species, you know. One of my all-time favorites. And before you know it, you're playing Demacher. You're playing High Frontier, uh, which is, you know. I think that's the pinnacle as far as if you want to call it a Euro, uh, as far as weight goes. That's right. That's pretty much and it. And I, I met this. I, I started running with this one gaming group that introduced me to a lot of the uh, GTS games uh, or, or GMC games. I'm sorry. Uh, I get uh, game manufacturers mixed up with uh, distributors. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, uh, Virgin Queen. Oh, oh, G GMT. GMT. Yes, yeah, yeah, GMT, there you go. Yeah. No worries. Vir Virgin so, yeah, Virgin Queen, Queen here, I here I Stand. Here I Stand, yep. yeah, and those, those are, uh, takes a while to wrap your head around those games. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, much like a lot of Phil Eklund games do, like you mentioned, uh, High Frontier. So what what else is coming? I mean, I don't. I imagine you're not a one-off designer. I'm sure there's other ideas bouncing around. So so what else? Uh, what else is going on, other than Feudum? Anything that you can talk about? Granted, Feudum still hasn't come to be as far as it's on Kickstarter right now. But sure. but what else is uh, out there? Sure. There's there's one that I'm I've been uh, kicking around. The working title right now is Redwood, and. Uh, Without giving a whole lot away, um, it's uh, basically the, the logging industries in, in the early 1900s, uh, and, um, and you uh, start out with just a forest of trees, you're a lumberjack, and you cut
cut them down, you put them into the river, your logger, you, you bring them to the, uh, the sawmill, eventually those get uh, crafted into furniture, and so you can participate via worker placement uh, in any one of those aspects of that industry. Okay. Um, and then uh, another one, a lighter weight, you know, everyone's telling me, Mark, now that you've done Feudum, you should, uh, you know, do something that everybody can play, you know, a lighter weight game. Um, and I've been toying with uh, a game about um, escaping from prison. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. It's more of a card game uh, with tokens. Okay. Um, but I won't go too much into detail okay. on that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you're also publishing. The, the, you have your own publishing company with this, right? So what made you decide, you know what, designing a game isn't enough. I'm going to take this on as well. So what was the, when I was at Essen, I talked to a bunch of designers who also self-publish and, or have their own publishing company. And it's interesting to always hear what motivates designers to want to do both of those, both sides of the house. Sure. Well, you know, at different conventions like Gen Con has the speed dating. I mean, BGG Con had the speed dating thing where you basically sit down and in five minutes you tell the concept to a, 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 an established publisher and if they take you on, take you under their, ring, their wing, then there are terms. And like, like uh, just like um, traditional publishing, you know, your royalties are anywhere between five and seven percent. And uh, they take over creative control. Uh, they can change your rules. They can uh, they handle all of the marketing and all the manufacturing, and all you get to do is create. And that's a very that's very attractive to me. Um, I mean, I'm open to that possibility. But early on, I I, I kind of wanted to maintain creative control, um, and I already was I already had an artist, so I didn't need help there. I, I already had learned a little bit about the um, retail and distribution industry. I'm working with uh, Aldo. Uh, from impressions, uh, he, he's great at moving games into foreign distributors and, and, and domestic distributors. So I already knew enough to to uh, be a little bit dangerous as a first-time publisher. I'm still learning stuff every day, so sure. I figured I'm going to make a go of it. If if I if at some point I re I think, man, this feels more like business than you know game making, then I'll stop. You know. Stop the publishing, uh, the, the, yeah, but keep right. the designing or, or, going. Or gotcha. link link the Oddbird brand with with uh, another publisher. I don't know. I've already been approached to to do to um, with co publishing opportunities where someone localizes my game in German uh, in the German language, also the Italian, Spanish, and French language. Nice. But before that happened, I had already been approached by um, uh, backers that spoke all of those languages and told me in return for a copy of the game with all the stretch goals, uh, <laughs> they course. would translate the game. And so I vetted them a little bit, found out that many of them are English teachers or professional translators. And so I had to be very careful about who I chose. Uh, but right now, uh, the game will ship with printed real booklets in French and German and English. And then we're committed to making online PDF rule books uh, in Italian, Spanish, and Dutch. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And I'd like to, you know, I'd like to continue exploring um, other languages as well, but right now that's what we're committed to. Okay. All right. So time frame on delivery, on because the, the Kickstarter's killing it right now. It's blown up. It's going very well. It goes for another 
27 days. 27 days. Okay. Um, so what are you looking for as far as time frame to actually get that into people's hands and getting them sure. playing? Sure. Well, I was just talking to Panda, uh, David over at Panda and Michael Lee, great, great people. And they explained the pre-press and production process uh, to me. And uh, if I get them, if I and my artist get all the files to them um, early January, uh, then uh, the game will be shipping from China to the fulfillment companies uh -huh. uh, in Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, and New Jersey. Uh, Which is its own country in and of itself. Yes. I mean, Bonacourt, <laughs> right? So, no, no, no. I... Yeah, that's Charlie at Fulfill Right. Hey, Charlie. Uh, uh, August, and then so the game would be two backers around September or October. You know? Okay. Uh, so, somewhere around in between Gen Con and Essen time frame? That's right. Yeah, in fact, it would be fantastic if it all lined up with Essen because I would love to go to my first Essen. It's, I, I just went last month, and I don't care how prepared you think you are, you're not prepared for that. It was, it was overwhelming in, in the best way possible. It was amazing. And I, I, I actually got to sit in on some meetings with, uh, between designers and publishers as guests of some of the designers to see how that process worked in that side of the house, and it was fascinating. Many of my backers are asking for an Essen pickup. And I had to tell him, I don't know what that is, you know, but I'll try to do it. I would, I, I, I'm going to get hated on for this, but I warn you about how much logistically that is difficult. Having talked to a lot of uh, publishers uh, and how difficult that is, but okay. you seem to have everything else under control. So, <laughs> hey, what's one more thing, right? All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, Feudum, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's all the buzz online between Twitter, and I hear people talking about it here at BGGCon, and I'm excited to check it out. The artwork is going to be, it's going to be, I think, divisive in, in a good way, in that it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, which I think is important that it gives people something to talk about, because art is supposed to be that way. It's supposed to make you think or feel or something. Even even if you don't like it, you're still thinking about it, right? That's I imagine right. that's kind of the thought process behind that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. In, in what way have you heard it's divisive? Well, I mean... I don't care for it. Um, it's not really my favorite test. It's just the style of it. I don't, I don't care too much for it. But, um, I mean, it's my opinion. I don't, I don't, no, no, that's, no. That's just, that's you know, I can... I can look past that and and play the game and not care about, oh, I don't really like the way that that art's drawn or whatever. So, I don't like the style. And I think it's beautiful. I think it's really cool looking. Yeah. So, But in the end, we're all about mechanics. Yep, that's all uh, we care about. Mechanics trump everything, a trump theme, trump everything else. Um, so, yeah, we're excited to check it out. So very much appreciate you taking the time. So thank you. Awesome. My pleasure. Yeah.